Hey, good morning, everyone. So good to see you. Glad you're here. Are you, are you glad to be here? Hey, way to start off the new. You can't make it to church every weekend of the year until you start it off with this weekend. <laughs> just plug in there right there. Just, just trying to give you some track record. And we can, we can miss last week. We understand, you know, if you weren't here. We're just, gonna, we're just not going to count. We're starting today. Starting today, Jesus. We're starting today. Well, I'm excited about today because we're kicking off a new series, and I am, I, I love it. I love the new year. I love the turn of the page. Uh, I don't, I didn't make a resolution because nobody keeps it anyway. So, Joey, I'm praying for you wherever you went, praying for that love. I mean, uh, you know, just, if there's something you don't want to do, make a resolution, then you'll do the opposite. And so that way it really works out for you. Two days, three days in, everybody's giving up. But I, I want to I I tell you about the new year, and yes, as Joey was saying, there's so many things that we're offering, and the reason is for your spiritual growth. A lot of things you, you hear here whenever you're here, whenever you attend, is about spiritual growth. That's what we're here for. The mandate on this house is to help people grow spiritually, mature, and that's what every church should be doing, but that's definitely what we're built to do, and everything that we do is designed to grow you spiritually. It's all an invitation. That's why we have our next steps. That's how you learn more about who we are. How do I get plugged in? That's going to be next Sunday at immediately following second service. We talk about our vision statement. We want everybody to be introduced to the real Jesus. We want you to find freedom, and that's a continuum right there is finding freedom so that you can connect to your purpose. Why? So that we can make a difference in life. And I can show you from Old Testament to New Testament that that is God's plan for every one of his people. And if you are his people, then this is the track that he has for you. We call it a spiritual journey here. And so we're always trying to help people along in their spiritual journey. Uh, our, our, our next steps, you'll find out who we are, what we come from, why we arrive, what, what we're here to do, how we, handle, uh, how, how we handle finances, what we do with that, how we, how we plan into the future and what we have vision-wise to accomplish as a church of people. How you'll learn how, uh, how to use your gifts, what gifts you have, what gifts, what areas of ministry that those gifts are best suited for until God begins to get you more precise, move you into a place through opportunity where you're more uh, specific in your gifting and calling according to your talents, abilities, skills, and past. And so that's why past, in, when, you're, when you're functioning in your purpose and you're making a difference, the enemy of our soul hates it. Guess what happens? You're working with other people, and then all of a sudden more freedom issues start to come up, and it's a perfect opportunity to find more freedom so that you can grow more in your God-given purpose. And so again, as we say, finding freedom is a continuum. It's nonstop, and never think that you've arrived. I have not arrived. I'm still arriving. I'm still going. I'm still on that journey. And every, every season of life that God is trying to move you into, there will be a need for more freedom. Let me just assure you right now. So uh, also, if you're like, man, I just want so much more. I feel like I've grown. I'm, I'm maturing, uh, and, and leadership is a, a gifting on my life. We have Thrive Leadership School that's starting the 17th. You'll want to get registered next week, but... That is a, a different level. It's, be, it's kind of beyond a tribe. It's like beyond a small group. You need to be in a small group because you need accountability. You need people that you can share with, pray with, uh, go on this journey with. This is how we pastor you through small groups, through tribes. You have a group of people, a leader who is, who is leading you through a season of your life with content that brings conversation. 
And so, you're, you know, you have you ever been to a church where I just couldn't get connected? I just couldn't get plugged in. Let me tell you, this is how we get you connected. There's small groups and there's ministry go teams. You know this, this socket over here on the wall? It will never come to you to get plugged in. You have to take your little plug and go plug it in. That's how you get plugged in. We're here for you, but you got to plug yourself in. And so uh, there's that. And then Thrive Students kicks off this Wednesday, 6 p.m. Uh, bring your students, send your students, get rid of your students. You've had enough of your students, send them here, and we'll take care of them from there from 6 to 7.30. That's all my spiel right there for that. But we invite you into the spiritual journey to come alongside us, and I promise you will grow. And so we're moving into our new series, kicking off the new year right, because we, we really want to just go at it. We want to be, be strong and courageous. We want to we take it on and not be passive going into this new year, 2023. So we're starting our, our, our year off with Braveheart. Anybody seen the movie? Braveheart? Yeah. Three people, four people have seen the movie. Your assignment one is to go home and watch this today uh, as you're fasting. Uh, Braveheart. So I'm going to, throughout this series, I'm going to pull some clips and uh, I'm going I'm I'm to play on those clips a little bit to give you a, a spiritual side of the, this natural war that's taken place and this natural battle of England trying to take over Scotland and all this fun stuff that's going on there. Great movie. Uh, but today we're talking about the truth about lies. A truth, the, the truth about lies. And to pull out a little bit of a graphic, a visual understanding, I pulled some clips, and let me play those clips for you right now. Where do you think you're going? I'm going with you. Oh, you're going with me, eh? What are you going to do? I'm going to help. <laughs> hey, a good help you be too. But I need you to stay here and look after the place for me while I'm away. I can find. I know. I know you can find. But it's our wits that make us men. The Lord caused his light to shine on thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. Teacher, to use this. 
drop to rock. Test of manhood. You went down. Call it the test of soldiery then. The English won't let us train with weapons, so we train with stones. Well, a test of a soldier is not in his arm. That's here. No, it's here. <coughs> <coughs> All right, so you see here, young William Wallace is his dad. He's ready to go to war. He's ready to fight a, fight a battle. He's just ready to go after it, but his dad comes, and he says, oh, yeah. He speaks courage into him. You'll be a great, a great fighter. What a great fighter you'd be. But he says, the war is in the mind. He's ready to fight an external battle, but his dad is trying to show him, you got to win it right here first. And then you see his father has has uh, gone on, and he, he's at, at, young William is having a dream, and his dad says to him, your heart is free, have the courage to follow your heart. And we, have, we live in a world that says, I'm just going to follow my heart, but here, here, here's the play according to us as believers. The mind and the heart are synonymous in the Word of God, and a mind that is deceived, that is in bondage, always produces a heart that is deceived. The direction and the follow and what I'm going to do out of my heart is deceived until my mind has been set free. He's saying, listen, because your heart is free, because your mind is free, you can follow it. But I can't follow it. I will be deceived if I follow a heart that is in bondage with a mind that is in bondage. You see it? And then uh, Uncle Argyle it, it comes along and, and uh, uh, William has his uncle's or the sword and Argyle, the uncle, sees in his heart, he's like, okay, he's, he's thinking wrong. He's thinking, I want to fight with the sword. I'm going to use the sword as the weapons of warfare. And Argyle takes it from him and he says, wait a minute, you got to learn. You got to learn to fight right here. You got to learn that the battle is right here. And for us, spiritually, the sword, according to the word of God, is the word of God. And so before we can just start using the Word of God for a battle, we've got to learn how to be free right here. Otherwise, we'll use the Word of God for our own benefit. Whew. It's good. And then you see the challenge of manhood. You see the challenge of ego. You see the challenge of fleshly warfare of dropping the Ramesh, his friend, his, his, uh, his school, his childhood friend, drops the rock to challenge him. And William Wallace says, hmm, you're one, you're good. Like, he's wise enough and witty enough and smart enough to know that's the wrong battle. And the enemy is trying to always, always trying to get you in a battle that doesn't belong to you or get you into a battle that is not the correct battle to distract you from what the real battle is. He's trying to distract you with this over here so that you won't win this war over here. And so we're going to help you win the war in the mind this month so that you can live a free life from here going forward. Are you ready for that? Man, I am. I, I so am. So these are the, this is series is all about finding freedom. And in Luke 4, you'll see Jesus just step in. He's quoting. This is a quote from Isaiah 61. Jesus uh, is it's a prophecy, a messianic prophecy that Isaiah prophesied that one day Jesus, when he comes on the scene, would say and would do, actually. And so he walks into the synagogue, and he grabs the scroll. And I don't think he had to find Isaiah 61. I'm sure Jesus knew exactly where Isaiah 61 was. And so he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to become, proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim, come on, say it with me, freedom. He sent me to proclaim 
freedom. Yeah, there we go. For the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Can we just proclaim this as the year of the Lord's favor? I, I, I think we should. And then Acts, Acts uh, sorry, 1038 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing some of those who were under the power of the devil. No, healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Man, hallelujah to that. Don't let this scare you, though, but the ministry that Jesus had and that he brought was a ministry of deliverance. And you're, not, you're like, well, I know what that is. I used to watch The Exorcist. It's like where people's heads spin around, their eyes turn green, and they go, blah, blah, blah. no, that's not what that is. Ministry of deliverance is, is for you. And it's for me. Because there's something that keeps hanging you up. There's something that keeps catching you. There's something that keeps twisting you off and, and causing you to, to revert back to old nature. There's something there. We all have this something, and this is what Jesus came to do. 1 John 3, 8 says this, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And that's why we're asking you to join us in this 21 days of prayer and fasting because we're going to pursue God. We're not asking for things. We just want the one. We want the, the holy one. We want focus and, com and, and complete communication. We want to be in the presence of a holy God to hear what he has to say to what he has for us and what we can do to minister back to him. And I promise you, if you carry that heart in 21 days of prayer and fasting with us, you will experience God like never before. We're coupling this with the first conference, and it won't be long until tribes kick off. First conference tonight through Tuesday. Powerful speaker, Bishop Cumbie coming over from behind the veil. We got some great, great messages for you, and I'm telling you, they are anointed from the throne room. And I, I assure you, you show up, you stick it out, God will speak to you personally, whether you choose to receive it or not. He's speaking, all right? But this month is about freedom. In Joel 2.21, sorry, 2.12 says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. Meaning you were started going a different direction. So turn to me with all your heart with fasting. You got hungry. You started eating a lot in holidays, started celebrating, and then you know, just got busy, and man, my devotion time went away, and I just stopped having that steady time. The kids were running around. They need to get back in school. I've had enough of that. But I got distracted. I went away. He's saying, turn back to me with fasting and weeping and mourning. He's saying, humbly. Just humbly turn yourself around back to me and come and spend some time with me. And Joel 2.25 says, the Lord says, I will give you back what you lost. We are going to get back what we lost, but it starts with breaking off with things that have attached to us that we don't know have attached to us. Like I'm walking around with these extra, extra, oh, I can't remember the name. What's, what's the little thing on the Moana barnacles or something? Like I got this stuff attached to me and I don't even know it. And I started making decisions differently and I can't tell, but people can tell around me. And all of a sudden this stuff that's got to come off, it's time to come off. 
And it starts there, and God's saying, I'm going to give you back. Sometimes we got to take some things, but God's not saying you're going to have to take this one. He's saying, if you'll just come to me reverently and holy and fasting and turn back to me, I'm going to give these things back to you what was stolen from you. Hallelujah to that. Some of it, it's your, it's your emotions, it's your mind, it's finances, it's relationships, but I'm going to give it back because you're pursuing me. Sometimes God, God removes things from you because you're no, longer, you're no longer in a situation to where you can handle those things. And to protect you and to protect those things, this is why so many things that God has in his, in his account that are for us, they're withheld for the sake of our own health and our own benefit. You're thinking, why didn't he give it to me? Because we're not ready for those things. Until we find freedom, we won't be able to handle the capacities not there to steward those things. And what happens is it begins to, to harm us, to debilitate us. And I'm telling you, God wants us to walk in more freedom, but we're going to have to break some of this stuff off this year, y'all. And we've got we to gotta recognize some things, and we're going to start with recognizing a stronghold, what strongholds are. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says, For though we live in the world, think Braveheart right here, though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. But on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And we all have a stronghold or strongholds. In some area of your life, in some area of your minds, in some area, there is a stronghold that God in this season right now is wanting to deal with and handle to break, three, break you free from so that you can walk and find freedom. And you may be thinking, some of you are like, man, 90% 90 of the things that most people deal with, like, I never really have that issue. That stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah, and I think that's great. But there's one thing. It may be in your emotions. It may be anger. It may be in your finances. It may be in your relationships. It may be an addiction or a habit. It may be in your mind or your lusts or your thoughts Oh, there's one. When this thing happened, boy, it pops me off, and all of a sudden, boom. There it is. That's the thing. That's the stronghold. That's the area. That's where God's trying to work. But that's also the thing that's keeping you from the blessing, from the more that God actually has for you. And he's only identifying it, not, not to discipline you, but to prove you beyond it, to set you free from it, to prepare you for the more that he has for you, and that's a promise. But whatever it is, you just haven't been able to shake it, and you've probably been year after year after year like, maybe this is the year, maybe this is the year. You know what? Maybe this is the year. And what happens is you run out of excuses why it may be every other situation, and eventually you've got to come to the point where, dang, maybe I need to do something different to handle this. And I'm going to help you do that today. Because we demolish arguments and every pretension, mark that word, file that word away, pretension. Pretensions come from pre pretend that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And let me just speak something over you right now. There are things, and this is even prophetic, there are things about the word of God that you've yet to believe about you. There are things that about in the Word of God that you have yet to experience, and those things are designed to heal you, set you free, and send you on a trajectory of your full God-given purpose. 
He sees something in you that you don't see, but to be free, you've got to be able to see it in you. You've got to get a glimpse of it. He's speaking these things, and you've got doubt, and you've got memories, and you've got hurts, and you've got words spoken over you. You've got things that people have cursed you with, and those things are challenging the very thing that God's trying to penetrate all of that with that actually leads you towards the more, and you've got to be able to see that more clearly than all the other noise that's been spoken into you and over you. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. No, 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 that don't align with Christ and what Christ's saying. I'm gonna, let me just bring that under the word of God. Let me apply the word of God in that situation and keep on going after it until I finally make that my truth and I have a revelation of what God means in this area of my life, whether it's emotions, relationships, finances, lust, uh, anger, whatever the situation is, this is gonna be my new truth. I'm bringing it under the word of God. Every thought make captive, bring it to the word of the, the obedience of Christ. Let me tell you about strongholds. Strongholds is a prisoner locked by deception. How do you know you're no longer deceived? When you're no longer deceived, all of a sudden, you grab a hold of that revelation of God or his word, and you start to see things differently, and you're like, dang, his love just changed everything in my heart. His love just changed the way I see things, and he changed. He set me free, and I'm no longer deceived in that area of my life. Or living a life by something that is not true. You ever made a truth because it feels good for you? It's more of a self-protection. Something happened. Now this is, the world must be like this, or they must be like this. This people group, or men, or women are all like this, or this happens. Now that's my truth. I'm living out of that, and I'm making all my decisions out of this lie. You know, that's how they train an elephant to stay where it's at in the circus. When it's, a, when it's a little elephant, they put a chain around it, and they put it up against something. Like they connect it to something that's immovable. And it's raised there, and it realizes it can't move, and it can't move. When it gets older, they just put a little bit of rope and tie it to the, a wall or a block or whatever. But in the elephant's mind, it's stuck, still got that chain, and it's still movable, so it'll just stand there just like this. It can't get away, but really, it could break free really easily. And for so many of us, there's just a little bit of rope around an area of your life that you could easily break free from, but the enemy of our souls got us so deceived, we think it's, there's never going to be a way out of this. This is my cards that I have been dealt. This is what I'm going to have to deal with. This is how I'm going to have to live. No, you can be free. And I have 21 days of prayer and fasting. I got three days in the conference. I got about four messages this month to do all that I can, followed by tribes, to help you break the rope that is connected to your leg or your mind. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're about a spiritual journey, and we're trying to help you in your next steps. You're all invited. Make your choice. Excuse me, you can have freedom or you can have excuses, but you can't have both. Oh, well, you know what? I know I need to, Pastor, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, do you want freedom or do you want to continue to own your excuses? You want to reason it away or do you really want your life to be changed? You choose. It's an invitation. And another definition of a stronghold is anything that exalts itself in our minds pretending to be bigger or more powerful than God. Remember, we demolish arguments and every pretense. Pretense is something that pretends. There's things that in your mind, there's a, there's a stronghold, there's a, there's a lie in your mind that says, well, you know, God will never be able to. If 
Oh, well, I don't know how if I do that by faith, he's going to answer my situation here. Well, I don't know how that's going to bless my finances if I do that. We're holding lies to be stronger or greater than our God. There's a logical unreasoning inside of our minds that we can't handle by faith, and that has become bigger than our God. Anybody heard of the Elizabeth Smart docuseries? Okay. Guard yourself right here. Because Elizabeth Smart was a, was a young girl, and she was abducted from her suburban home at, at night by knife point from a guy named David Mitchell. David Mitchell thought he was like a, a god or a, a prophet, and, and he was really just sick in the head. He took her, and they lived in a tent for nine months, and he abused her for nine months. He had her so convinced that if she did anything, she, she would never be able to be free away from him, so convinced that he was the only person that she will ever be with, and if she ever did anything to try to harm that, he would harm everybody around. He finally had the confidence to take her into public and so it was at a library, had her veiled head to toe. Police officer walks up and says, hey, David, he didn't know his name, I'm just head to the man. We're looking for this little girl. Can you help her? Do you know, have you seen her? And, and Elizabeth Smart says in the docuseries, she was feet away from her deliverance and she was afraid to say anything. She was afraid to take those next steps because she was afraid that David might harm her and everybody in the room. And I think that's exactly what happens to people every week. They come into church and they're steps away from their deliverance, but they're afraid if they make that change and that transformation happens, how's that gonna deal with their relationships? What are they going to lose? What is so-and-so going to think? How's that going to affect my home? Is everything going to be okay? Or if I do this, will I lose everything that I think is my world? And that's what happens every week. And God is saying, here, here's a new truth. Here's a new truth. Here's a new truth. But we need to know this very important truth. The devil has power, but he has no authority. And he can threaten and he can do some stuff, but he has no power to do anything until we believe the lie and we begin to empower the liar. The moment we agree with him, there's a legal agreement, and then all of a sudden we're empowering not only the lie, but him, he himself. And now we can't figure out why we have a stronghold, a, a stumbling block. We have issues around this one area of our lives. Don't know how we can get free. But when we believe the lie, when we empower the liar, now we're in bondage. And that's what a stronghold puts us in. It puts us in bondage. And this is called a stronghold. Let me, let me give you some examples of strongholds. They steal our focus once. Like, man, I'm so struggling. I sit down to try to read something or, pay, or watch something or do something, and my mind's everywhere else except for where I want to be. Confusion. I know what you're saying, and I know it's right, but I just can't wrestle it down to make sense of it, to apply it. Stronghold. Or cause, cause us to feel controlled, and, and, and you become to, it comes to a point where now this is an identity issue. 
Like I begin to identify with the issue that God is trying to set me free, stronghold. Oh, you're just an addict. Hey, my name is Nathan, and I'm an addict. No, that's an identity issue. No, it's a stronghold that God wants to set you free from, but the world wants you to identify that with that. Consume our emotional energy. Man, you have feelings of hopelessness. Everything just feels at loss. I mean, in depression, constant emotional hurts. It's just nonstop stronghold. Distracts us from our purpose. You know, God, you're saved. And in fact, you're going to heaven. And, and, the, and the devil's realized, man, I have lost him or her to, to Jesus. But you know what? I'm going to do all I can to keep him or her from bringing other people into the kingdom of God with them. Oh, and he's like, I got a perfect plan. They're going to pray, and when they pray, it's all about themselves. And when they pray, when they come into church, they're not going to be worried about others. They're just going to come in and see what, what the church can do for them. And I'm going to have them so deceived that they'll never do anything for, that serves anyone else, and they'll never bring anybody else into the kingdom. It will be perfect. Stronghold. And it robs us of abundant life. Nathan, abundant life, I'm just trying to make it. Well, Jesus came so that you may have life and life more abundantly. Stronghold. If you're believing this lie that I'm just trying to make it, if you're believing this lie that I will never have enough, if you believe this lie that's connected to a poverty spirit, if you believe this lie, then you don't know why Jesus came. And he came that you may have the fullness of life. In 2 Timothy 2.26 says, they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Taken them captive to do his will. Well, pastor, what do I do? Well, let me tell you this, it won't take a year, but I'm inviting you to, take, to join this spiritual journey of next steps for the next year. Take on this challenge. Give me one year of your life, and I promise you, after this one year, you do what we do. We tribe, you tribe. We fast, you fast. We pray, you pray. We conference, you conference. We serve, you serve. We next step, you next step. You get in the game. You join the journey, and I promise you, after this one year, your marriage will be better, your life will be better, you'll see things differently than you ever saw them before, and I'm telling you, there you will find have more freedom. If you do this process that's laid out, not just show up to church, don't give me that one, that's not the journey I'm, I'm agreeing with you with, that you really walk this thing out, this spiritual journey of next steps, you do the hard work, I promise you, you will have the best life that you've ever had. In fact, your life will be on the best, greatest trajectory it's ever been on. And I can tell you with every person that's ever taken me on that challenge, they said yes and amen. Let me tell you about overcoming strongholds really quickly. Luke eleven twenty one in the message, Jesus talks about this. He says, when a strong man armed to the teeth, stands guard in his front yard. His property is safe and sound. But what if a stronger man comes along with superior weapons? Then he's beaten at his own game. The arsenal that gave him such confidence hauled off and his precious possessions 
plundered. Let me just tell you, it would be an honor of mine and an honor of the leaders in this house to walk you through freedom in every season that issues begin to arise, to be there for you, to help you to understand the concepts of freedom, to help walk you, pastor you through, lead you to others that can help with freedom. It would be the greatest honor of our lives. In fact, we're only in here as leadership because we just, we just thrive when people start to get it, those aha moments start to take place and freedom starts to move into their lives and all of a sudden they're seeing from a different perspective and they're seeing from a different paradigm. It is life-changing. In fact, once you, spend, once you experience so much freedom, you, wanna, you can't help but to want to give freedom away. But let me tell you how to do it. Number one, you got to take back your thought life. The cool thing about starting off a new year is like a fresh start, new page. New page, forget about last year. Don't bring that into this year. Anything highlights that need to come from last year, how about you just handle those with the Lord and say, okay, what does your word say? Forget me, Lord. What do you say? Take back my thought life. Join us in a food fast. Don't go to fast food for 21 days. That's not what I'm saying. Man, I'm going to be at McDonald's one day, Whataburger, Subway. I'm going to Chicken Express. I mean, I'm going to, oof, this is great news. No, it means to cut some food out or cut types of food out. Whatever the Lord is leading you, all of us can handle cutting sugar out for 21 days. Amen. You go to the doctor after 21 days, you're like, what are you doing? Whatever you've done, just keep doing it. You're losing weight. You look healthier. And well, your, your blood sugar is just in perfect order. Good news. But some kind of media fast or social media fast. Get this stuff out of your head that's messing up and is conflicting with the word of God and it's bringing fear and anxiety and worry and doubt and all this stuff that is struggling to help you to bring the word of God into, into your life. Does it, does it compete or does it compare or does it agree with the word of God? That'll help me filter what to bring into my mind, what to allow into my mind. We take captive every thought, and maybe it, maybe it needs to be certain people. How do I know what to fast, Pastor? Well, when you do it, when you get around it, when you get around them, you eat it, you drink it, whatever it is, it causes you to digress from your best. Fast that. That ought to help you. Romans 8, 5 and 6 says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Like, they just sit there and think about it. Man, well, you know, I, we were at, <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble, but I can't help it. We were at, we were at the, uh, the beach a couple of weeks ago, and my wife went to get, they were cutting coconuts up and, and to drink, and, and she's walking back to the beach, and, uh, and she says, uh, a lady says to her husband, oh, babe, you want a coconut? And he goes, well, if it comes like that... And that's how the enemy begins to work. You're watching TV and you catch a commercial and, oh, ooh, you were doing so good. And then that, that stronghold of lust just starts to come right back in. And now you're thinking about it. Boy, I wonder when, you know, next time I'm going to be able to get alone. And then I can't think about anything else. And I'm distracted from what God's trying to say because I'm feeding in to this thing that's dominating me. And I mean dominating you. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Learning to commune and walk. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do in this situation? Holy Spirit, what does your word say? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? 
if your mind, if your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. Somebody needs some peace. Can I get some peace? Amen. That's why we're doing this 21-day immersion, and I assure you, it will help you. Romans 12, 2 says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Here's the point, I will never change my life until I change the way I think. Many of you are struggling with your uh, 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 thoughts that you have agreed with, and you think you are right. You have become righteous in your own mind, as scripture, scripture would say. You need to bring that under the word, humbly come back to the Lord with fasting and say, I don't know that I'm right or wrong, but Lord, would you show me? And whatever you show me, that's going to be the truth. Next is identify the lie. Take back my thought life. I'm going I'm to control what I'm thinking. I'm going to have some framework, filters on what I'm thinking. And then I'm going to identify the lie. What lies am I believing in the Holy Spirit? What lies am I believing, Lord, about this, about this relationship, about this situation, about this circumstance? Where did that lie come from? I'm going to identify the lie. John 8, says, when the devil lies, he just speaks his native language. For he is a liar. He's the father of lies. And if I'm believing a lie and I'm making a lie my truth, who am I agreeing with? What is it that you believe about life or your private life or your personal experience that does not fully align with the word of God? Many of us live out of partial truths. Enough of it to make me feel spiritual, but yet the rest of it's to make me feel comfortable. It's a whole lie. And when we expose the lies, we defeat the liar. He has no power. Authority taken, power received. Next, we're going to replace the lie with, the God, with God's truth. We need God's, we need God's truth in our lives, in our old hurts, in our mis- misunderstandings, because while a loop was opened, Satan spoke into it. He closed it for us. Anybody got an Apple Watch? Good job. You closed your ring or you closed your loop. While it was still open, in your thinking, Satan helped you finish that. Some of you may be thinking, well, yeah, you don't know my situation. I know there's nothing that's greater than our God. Yeah, well, they were just born that way. I know there's nothing that's greater than our God. Yeah, well, my dad was that way, and I'm gonna, I know there's nothing greater than our God. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 10, and 18 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Come on, brave heart. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Then, then take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray. It actually says, and pray in the Spirit. These are two forward-moving, offensive moves, offensive moves for the body of Christ 
When you have a mindset free, you can appropriately apply the word of God. And as you pray and you're praying, whether you're praying in the spirit or you're praying the word of God, you're lining your soul up. Your spirit is now leading instead of your soul leading your spirit, which is guiding your flesh. Now your spirit is in line with the Holy Spirit of God and he can commune to you. And now you're really starting to bring your soul into subjection of what the Holy Spirit wants for your soul. That's where cleansing and emotional healing, freedom starts to come about. So we take the word of God in this 21 days and we take prayer and we're praying the word of God that we're reading. We're learning, Lord, teach me how to pray the word of God back. And as we're writing, reading the word of God, all of a sudden we get the warm fuzzies and the feelies and the feelies goods and, oh, I feel tingly and I feel all nice. That's the spirit of God entering into the situation because you chose to set aside time, devotion, commitment to him. He responds, he shows up and he's inviting you to receive the next thing that he has. And as he does, it's a good thing to begin to listen to him because he's going to be write about everything. And once you do, and you begin to receive, then pray those things back to God, just like Mary did whenever she heard from the angel of the Lord. And it says, let it be unto me, let it do it, let it be unto me according to your word. Let it be unto me. I'm not fighting you, Holy Spirit. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying you need to show me that in your word somewhere. I'm not going to look in it, but you're going to have to show me. Let it be unto me according to your word. That's when I return to him humbly and I'm willing to receive everything that he has and bondage is falling away. Can I pray for you? To start off a new year, Jesus says, if you, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. And just as an act of faith and faith alone, if you're here today and you felt like, man, I've just, my relationship's not what I know it should be, could be, or I want it to be with the Lord. I've drifted away and I want to turn back to being in his presence. Would you just raise your hand right now? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. I'm with you. So Father, we just thank you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak. I know that you already are. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you just seal what you're speaking into the heart, into the space of the individuals that you're speaking to right now. I pray that they take that as their new truth and everything else that tries to compete. I pray, I pray that they bring the competition under in subjection to what you're speaking to them personally and privately right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I pray for marriages and finances. I pray for shackles and, and, and chains to be broken off. I pray for that little string of a rope to find be released. Lord, we pray that as people come into the presence just a few feet away from deliverance, Father, they, pray, they take those next steps of the spiritual journey to truly find freedom in this season. And I pray all those in Jesus' mighty name. Can I get a good amen?